The great deceleration in housing might just be bigger than a seasonal cooldown. Homes are continuing to sell above asking routinely because the demand is still outpacing the supply. The economic shock of higher mortgage rates means borrowers are getting stretched thin to a degree unseen since 2006. There's a very severe shortage of homes today. The vacancy rate across the housing stock for rent for sale is pretty close to a record low. So both that lack of inventory and lack of affordability continue to put downward pressure on the housing market. And home shoppers in April and May are finally backing away from record home prices. Uh, home sales are going to get, that's housing demand, that's going to get hit hard. Applications just fell to the lowest level since 2018 last week. And so the, if you're a first-time home buyer, you're, you're locked out. You know, you mix these high mortgage rate, higher mortgage rates with the very high house prices, just can't afford the monthly payment. So on Thursday, Freddie Mac Deputy Chief Economist Len Kiefer tweeted about what this downward shift means. And in quotes, the U.S. housing market is at the beginning stages of the most significant contraction in activity since 2006. Now that's huge news. I think home price growth will slow. I do not think you will see home prices drop measurably. Um, we also have an extremely hot rental market. We're short about 3 million houses here in the U.S. Also, a lot of private equity firms have started buying houses at scale. Homes really becoming assets instead of just stores of value. So today on THC, we're going to talk about the problem of affordability in many hot markets, from Phoenix, Charlotte, to even Toronto, Canada, and what that impact could be. If you'd known how important the technology economy was 20 years ago, would you have done things differently? The internet, cell phones, the cloud, and data. Things have changed, and we're here to talk about it. Hi, I'm Jed. Hi, I'm Shikhar. Welcome to Things Have Changed, your new economics and technology podcast. So at the beginning of this year, we had a huge focus on inflation. Beginning? We've been yeah, chatting yeah. about inflation for like three, four years. I too. know, I know. But it was it's a been huge, on huge our theme. minds. It's been a huge theme. Yeah. In 2022, we knew that this was coming, right? And by yeah. the early part of 2022, we already talked about whatever the heck the central bank has to do in its mandate. And central bank actually acted. Right, They actually did something when inflation came, which is raising the rates. We also had an episode to talk about what would happen to the markets after Fed raises interest rates. What gets affected, you're paying more for your credit yep. card bills, that's for sure. Um, and we also talked about the mortgage rates going up. And that's something we've seen. I've personally seen that, okay? Because... In the last month, if you haven't been listening to our other episodes, I just bought uh, a condo out here in Jersey City. And I saw this happening in live time as I was <laughs> real time. setting up to purchase real time, real time. That's, that's, that's the word. As I was purchasing my home and dealing with all the mortgage lenders and trying to figure out like what's, what's going to happen next, the one thing I had to deal with was the rising mortgage rates. And it was wild, to say the least, okay? Because every couple of days, dude, and this is no exaggeration, every couple of days, I would get a call from my mortgage lender who was setting up this, uh, this contract. 
right? I was buying something that was new construction. We didn't know exactly when it was going to close because we didn't know when it was going to be finished. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you people who have just bought new construction, you know what this feels like. You don't know when it's going to close. So you're worried about, oh my gosh, the mortgage rates are going up. I got to close this ASAP, right? That was a so reality. You, you can't close with an older interest rate if it's new construction? Of course not. Oh, you I have didn't know to that. wait wow, until. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to wait until the property itself gets certain permits from the government. So the government gives a certain Got permit it. and then you're allowed to close. Otherwise, and I don't know if it's working in all the different states, just like how you need a lawyer mm. in Jersey and you don't need one in California. In Jersey, you can't close without a lawyer. So you got to pay a lawyer for the closing oh. costs. So it, it's, it's different processes all over the United States, but this is what I saw real time as the Fed was just talking about raising rates. They hadn't even done it yet. And then at the time that I was buying, they actually did. You know, they had those FOMC meetings as I was buying this home. So I saw this go up and up and up. And from when it started to when it ended, span of less than two months, guy, I started with a lower range of about low 4%. Until the end, when I had closed it, to hitting 525 that is what's on my contract today. Wow. The rate hit 5.25 and it went down a fucking week after I closed. So fuck me. But what I'm saying is this rise of the mortgage rate is doing what it would have done to me had I waited a month after. Okay. It's depressing Dude, my demand. You, <laughs> All right. you are uh, part of things have changed and the things have changed because is if you buy anything, you're down. That's been my experience, at least, <laughs> over the last three years. Just down horrendously. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you, crypto. We gotta start, but <laughs> We got to start doing what we preach around here. Yeah, yeah. We just talk over here, and then we follow up after four months, and then we are down bad. <laughs> you basically learn from our experiences here at THC. So uh, that's a good yeah. thing, because we'll go through the down periods for you, and we'll tell you how that's like. All right. <laughs> This is a path of fire, you know, rocks that are molten hot. And we put the first step and we stumble and we fall down so that you can then use our body to step over the fire. You know, that's how we are. We're giving. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, with this onset of like really, really high rates that we've seen from mortgage, mortgage rates, right? We've seen people back away from trying to actually purchase a house. Now, what a stark contrast, and we've been talking about this in the past few episodes, how much the demand has been going crazy because of the thought that the Fed would increase rates. I was a part of that demand. I was a part of those people who were like, oh my God, I need to close on a house before the rates go crazy. So that's what I did. You know, that's what I did. But I had the luxury to do so. The rates were rising at the same time as when I was looking for a uh, for a house. And now it's kind of going the opposite way. You know, a lot of the stats that we've been looking at, we've been mentioning in the, the previous couple of episodes is, has pointed that out. The applications are down by a significant amount for people who are actually trying to apply for a mortgage. For the first time, we're seeing supply go up in a long time. Um and, you know, homes are closing a lot longer than they would have. I mean, when I was looking out shopping for houses, it took a weekend. Homes sold for hours. 
God. You know, put on yeah, the market yeah, yeah. and Multiple gone. Offers. I mean, my home was not even on the market and it sold, you know? Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm I mean, I was seeing this live, right? We used to jump on weekly calls and every week he used to get paler and paler. Now, anyone who's seen Jed, <laughs> uh, you know, he has a rich rich complexion from the islands of the Philippines. <laughs> Uh, so maybe he was, I, I couldn't tell, and he doesn't uh, disclose his health condition. So he could be dying, <laughs> he could be closing out a house, or he could just be living on the East Coast. I mean, it could be one of any of those three. Oh, Jesus. But talk about demand destruction, right? You know, the Fed raises rates, inflation is super high. And just like that, in the span of two weeks, uh, sorry, in the span of six weeks, not two weeks, six weeks, you know, applications down like significant amount, 40%, right? Uh, mortgage applications right. as compared to the housing boom. You know, you're seeing some overvalued markets. Now, both of us lived in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I moved to Austin. So two huge markets right there. Charlotte's another one. So all these big sunbelt cities in the United States uh, were the hottest markets last year. Hottest markets. Um and the most overvalued markets, you're starting to see significant drawdowns in the prices of the homes listed. Prices in Canada, the average price, what is it? What was it? We were making fun of it like a few weeks ago. What, $800,000 average price in Canada. Uh, this was in Feb 2022. So ridiculous. Like, I mean, that's just crazy. But since then, with these actions that, you know, federal um, reserves across different countries have taken, the increasing yeah. rates. Yeah, across the globe, right? Increasing rates. Now you're starting to see this, this momentum in falling prices. Canadian home prices have fallen like sequentially over the last three months since, you know, rates yeah. starts, started rising. Um, and it's now almost 10% below its peak in Feb. Yeah. And, you know, I, what I want to remind everybody is that uh, there's a really important realization that the economy is having right now, which is that the Fed, first of all, the Fed is back. <laughs> Let's just acknowledge that real With quick. a vengeance. The Fed is back. With a freaking vengeance. And, <laughs> you know, you thought that printing of money and all that shit was crazy last year. Wait till you see what happens this year when it uh, raises rates even more, right? So, I mean, look, I'll tell you a little story, Shaker, and you know, it's something that I love. I love to tell because this is uh, this is how we're seeing it happen um, in real life today. Now, in in the seventies, you know, when shit was really bad, inflation was was killing people, and stagflation was happening like crazy. That means. Um, you know, it was a stagnant economy and there was really, really high inflation. Okay, so people were suffering, meaning productivity wasn't going up. So it's not like people were getting paid a lot more money. It's just that everything was getting more expensive. So what happened? You know, it was the most significant thing that happened um, in the late 70s, early 80s, right? Volcker came in and he raised rates to over like 18 to 20%, right? And that depressed demand. 18, one eight. Yeah, yeah, 18. He raised rates to eight. The federal funds rate hit 18% at one point. Um, and, right now, what you know, is it that was a shock. in the US? Right now, it's like a percent, bro. It's like, it's like close to two. 
<laughs> it's two okay, percent right hopefully so, we don't go there hopefully we don't go there yeah i mean that'll that'll go a complete separate direction but what i'm saying is what were we talking about the entire time when inflation was happening right we we're talking about a chc and we said hey what needs to happen when inflation comes usually is the federal reserve says hey we're going to raise rates to do what exactly to depress demand to depress demand that's what interest rates are doing rising interest rates and guess what this use case we're looking at right now this is an obvious and a very real use case for the fed raising rates and that depressing demand we're seeing that happen um through this use case which is Shikar was just mentioning less applications. Um, the prices are starting to go down. Uh, really luxury homes are starting to really go for a lower price point or just take out their listings all you know all together from the market. So yeah, this is yeah. that use case, and I get excited when you realize things like that in the economy. Is that you know it's actually working to a degree. Now, you know what we're talking about here: the use case of Canada. Right, where in the previous episode we talked about affordability, we also talked about um, uh, the looming housing crisis in all different kinds of markets like Australia and New Zealand, um, where we were looking at these use cases that were kind of crazy because typically what happens after rates rise, right, is there's this looming recession. People are always afraid, oh shit, something's going to happen, something's going to hit, right? It's not technically happening yet at this point, not technically, although it really looks like it already. That's the fear in a lot of these other countries is because typically it's not the fact that they've raised rates that's going to cause a recession, really. It's the after effect. What are people going to do once rates rise? Right now, we've talked about this before as well. It's a pretty healthy housing market when you talk about debt to income ratios in the United States relative to everywhere else, relative to Canada, where it's a little more ridiculous than that, right? Like the average, sorry, the median home prices in Canada are 10 times the household average income. That is what? ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So yeah. I think we're just talking about, you know, we've seen a decrease in sales activity right, since the peak of what has been happening in Canada. There's a lot more fiscal policy that Canada can do to be able to depress demand a little more and also make sure that the economy doesn't collapse from this debt-to-income ratio. That's exactly what happened in 2008 in the United States. We didn't have, we had too much debt relative to how much we've already put into the house. So people had less equities back then. Here in the United States, most people have a lot of equity in their homes, at the moment. I think people are still paying their mortgages here in the United States more often than not. It's not a percentage that the Fed looks, would be worried about. Looks very healthy. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty looks healthy, healthy in, the US. in the US. So, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things where it's, we've seen this happen in the US before. And I feel like we've put in place these regulations that say, hey, listen, no more irresponsible lending, no more ninja loans that caused the last financial crisis, right? So, it looks a lot better. At least now, we're not looking at the same thing that happened in 2008 in the United States, but that's a different use case in other countries. So it'll be interesting to watch, I think, for us, like the impact of, of these rising rates to especially the, the housing market, which is so sensitive to it. I think, honestly, the next few months, it'll be very difficult. If you're looking for a home in the next few months, it'll be very difficult for you to buy a home. I can tell you right now, my experience was not unique. Um, and people have been going through the stuff the last two months. 
But I think in the next few months, it'll even be more difficult. Even if there's more supply, like just the process of getting a mortgage in this high rate environment, you may be disincentivized to do so. Who wants to pay 5% when your buddy who bought a house last year, literally like six months ago, got it for three, right? It's kind of ridiculous because you'd be yeah. paying 5%. You think that's only 2% away from each other, but for an $800,000 house, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of borrowing costs. We can do the math. What is it? <laughs> Wait, what is 3% of 800000 to $24,000, Eight, right? 3% yeah. of eight hundred k. That is $24,000, right? 5% is $40,000. So your, your, think about it, your, your average <laughs> rent. double a year, dude. <laughs> rate that you're going to be paying on top of that. You know, your p is what you call it, the yes. I part of it. You know, that's what you're paying a lot more money for. And people are like, oh, it's, it's just a tiny bit of an increase. But holy shit, my monthly payments changed so much. I decided to put down 25% of my home. So. Just to quell yeah, that yeah. interest rate, um, that interest rate debt and that burden, and also what uh, people also get away with by paying twenty percent or more of their mortgage is getting rid of the PMI, which is the private mortgage insurance that is almost all states have the same exact thing. So, pretty sure that's ubiquitous. So that's that's a way you could could get over that. But at the same time, these rising rates will disincentivize most people from buying a home at the moment. It's great yeah. for people who yeah. have a home and who are on fixed uh, fixed loans. But for the people who are on variable and the ones that will experience a rate hike after four years, six years of buying their home, it's uh, it's going to be painful. Yeah. And we, we're coming to the end of our conversation here. We kind of wanted to cover this topic a bit more again, just because, you know, so, so much has happened since our first episode on housing, what, four weeks ago? Like this thing, we're yeah. getting like new data coming in every Thursday, every Wednesday, there's new data. Oh, this has happened now. This has happened now. So we kind of wanted yeah. to cover this because we wanted to outline what the trends might look like in the next few months. Yeah, I mean, this real estate industry is massive, is massive. So, you know, this, again, we are covering this because it covers so many different occupations from the people who work in mortgages, real estate, new construction, remodeling, People who sell appliances, the lumber stuff, carpets, beds, you know, so many people and jobs get affected. So definitely wanted to put it out there so that, you know, people are aware of what might be coming your way in the next few months. Yeah. And, um, you know, an interesting question we might answer after talking to some experts is, you know, is it a better time to rent or is it a better time to buy? I think that'll be a really interesting future conversation that we mm. may have with yeah. some experts. Um, so stick around for that type of decision-making. Um, the way we're seeing things go right now, it's uh, it's an interesting choice that you have to make, right? Especially now that people are buying homes way later. When I say people, it's the millennials. <laughs> they're buying homes way later um, than their baby, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say baby daddy. Their, their baby boomer <laughs> counterparts. You're just right? thinking much, about all that much stuff. Later. <laughs> it's it's much later. So it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation to have because you know as you're trying to decide, does it make more sense in this ridiculous environment to buy um, or rent where you're at the mercy of, of certain landlords, right? Which is not not always amazing as well. So 
you know, stick around to, to kind of hear more about these types of conversations. And we'll definitely pull in more experts who know a lot more about the housing market than we do. Um, and yeah, so lots of crazy things going on in the housing market itself today. So look forward to more conversations about this. But until then, um, stay curious. Yeah. And hopefully one day we might learn more about Jed's baby daddies. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to stick around for more of that too. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>